Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Las Vegas is not just about bright lights, gambling, and entertainment. People live in this town. It's a great place to live. It's one of the hot real estate markets across the country. It's a place that's actually affordable. And we've got somebody on that can tell us all about it. You probably are familiar with her. She was a star, one of the stars of the show Flipping Vegas on A&E. Her name is Gady Madrano. Gady, welcome to the show. Uh, you've been doing this for quite a while, haven't you? I have. Um, pretty much all my adult life, my father was an investor and actually a house flipper uh, when he started off. So in high school, we were, you know, picking out tile, remodeling properties, you know, and all of that in California. And uh, then the, the minute I turned 18 and for college and everything was always real estate. So, you know, I moved over here, um, you know, when the market crashed, you know, because yeah. it, it just the cost of living compared to California and also my company had an office down here, so I was working both here in California. So, where in California? The Bay Area. Well, and it's just so much more affordable. I know, you know, people that work in the Bay Area, when they think of retirement, they think, well, what better thing to do but to cash in and move down to Las Vegas where you can get 10 times, 20 times the house for the same money? Oh, that was part of it. When I came down here, I wasn't very familiar with it and with, with Las Vegas, except the strip, right? You know, everyone knows the strip, but outside of the strip was the first time that I came to visit. I was like, wow, this is so much newer. And I'm looking at this house that my friend is seeing and paying less than me than what I was paying in the Bay Area. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. (laughs) And then on top of that, um, for me, for someone that's self-employed and for a lot of people that are self-employed, the tax benefits, (laughs) like what, what, the, the, the no state income tax for that was just huge. So you're pretty much just getting a pay bump, you know, just like straight and immediately um, from moving here. And at the same time, the cost of living during a hard time, it came during right at the recession, actually. And that's how the show Flipping Vegas um, came about, because there were so many vacant properties. And um, there was, you know, when a lot of people experienced such hardship, there was short sales, you know, and all of that is what I was, I came over here and started working. And you know, it was such a, it was like the wild, wild west, you know, real estate at that time. It was crazy. So then it was like, man, this should be a reality show. And then voila, it turned into a reality show. Well, so and it makes how- sense. Uh, you know, I saw that that's how you actually got the job was in the uh, audition. You talked to or explained how a short sale works. And I think a lot of people don't realize it. And that's where I think, you know, they, they, they must have seen that and said, okay, this woman isn't just attractive. She really knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, all my life, and um, that's all I did was like I mentioned with my with my father. So when I interviewed, I actually brought some of the flips I did. I brought the before and afters. I brought what the profit margins were, the construction costs, like what I believe is a good flip. And on top of that, I you know I did just to drum up business. I was new to Vegas. I did a bunch of YouTube videos explaining what a short sale was because a lot of people were actually getting 
gypped, you know, and having to pay more than what they should pay. And I just wanted to put all that information out there and just explain it. And just for the consumer. So it was a combination of those things um, that I took to my interview for Flipping Vegas. And, you know, I got the job <laughs> and it worked out. So. Yeah. And by the way, people, you really, if you have any questions, go to YouTube and look up Gady, G-A-D-Y. Uh, you'll see some incredible things in like the ex- explanation of short sales. So many people hear about that phrase and you must run across this all the time. They don't really understand. It's got to be well thought out, right? You don't just make that decision, oh, I think I'll do a short sale. Right. No, and you have to explore all your options. It was at the time because there were so many short sales that it was just a great alternative to foreclosures. You know, like you could, you know, get back on your feet faster. You didn't have that hanging over your head. It was just a, a wonderful alternative. So you needed to know your options instead of just letting the house go. And um, or a loan modification, or maybe you can sell it, you know, and work that out. So I was just trying to tell people, just you know, go through all your options before you know you lose hope in this market. Um, luckily, we're no longer there right now. Um, this last month, for um, well, the month of April and May, we're at like 1.2 short sales. So everything, the whole market has completely changed. All traditional sh- sales, all people, everyone has equity in their homes again. It's yeah. it's insane. So it's drastically different from when I came over here and, and working all that out and, you know, in the midst of the housing crisis to where we are now. It's just, it's tremendous. And um, so it's exciting to see, you know, what's been going on with the city. This yeah. last quarter also, um, we were, Clark County was um, the, the county that had the newest residents across the nation, you know, so we're just getting all these new people coming in. We're, we're Our problem is inventory with housing, but it's, you know, it's just really exciting, especially, you know, working through all of it, <laughs> you know, working through all these foreclosures and short sales and now seeing that people have money in their homes again, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little about flipping houses. First of all, it's kind of changed since when your show started, you know, mm-hmm. with all this, it, thanks in part for your show and uh, HGTV and all that stuff. Now we get a lot of do-it-yourselfers here. What do you recommend? I mean, because... If people watch those old shows, they realize, yeah, you turned around something quick, but at the same time, you got to have real knowledge. And I'm always afraid that sometimes, yeah. especially some of the real estate, you don't have a good realtor. You're out there. Uh, you're really opening yourself up to a lot of difficulty. Oh, man, you nailed it. That's exactly right. And I actually get really nervous and cautious even when people ask me because I was just getting flooded. Like, hey, I can make X amount if I just do this. And I'm like... Well, you know, we make it look like like all movies or, or TV and entertainment. You make it look easier than it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a lot of work behind it. We were, you know, slaving at trying to find the perfect house. We went through tons of them in order to get there. And you can potentially lose money. You know, that's 100% yeah. possible. That's not unheard of. So I like to caution people. And it's a healthy caution. I'm not Debbie Downer at all. Like I, I just, I like facts and I like something that's actually attainable. So I like to put people on that path instead of like, oh, yeah, you can do it. Anybody can do it. Well, if anybody could do it, everyone would be doing it. So there is a method to it. There is in anything, whether it be flipping or just your own home, you can lose money or or have more money, you know, based on your realtor, 100%. So that's true across the board. But specifically with flips, when you have a real, you know, risk assessment that you have to do um, for buying the house and getting into this project and unforeseen construction costs is usually what what gets you over the budget and you know you spend a little more on five items and all of a sudden your profit margin is zero you know stuff like that is is really important Um, so I always try to caution people healthy caution in terms of 
you know, getting sound advice and in terms of, you know, where to spend your money and just how to do it correctly. I'm actually in the middle of writing a book. Um, it's not just on flipping, but it's just real estate as a whole. Just really kind of the important to know things that you should really look out for. Um, because that's where my heart has always been. That's how I started doing the short sale videos, just letting people know, hey, you know, there were a lot of companies that were taking advantage of people and, um, you know, charging a bunch of out-of-pocket fees and this, that, and I was just so against it that I just, yeah. you know, just like putting information out there for the consumer, you know, you know, to look at or just how to choose a realtor even. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> think some, that's great. Not all of them are the same. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like I have a, you, my best you, friend's a realtor, Gady, and I'll tell you, hmm. one of the things growing up with him and watching him in the business for years and years, what I see is there's like 5% of the realtors out there are making 95% of the money because it's not, it's not like everybody that has a real estate license is good. You got to really, and it's an important choice, like a doctor or a lawyer, you got to know who you're picking. Right. Right. It's, it's that for 78% of Americans right now, it's the biggest financial purchase that, that you will make. So that's the biggest financial purchase and people just treat it a little too loosely. um, In my opinion, and, and I feel it requires a little bit more attention. You know, you can't just go with your cousin up the street, you know, even yeah. though he's a really nice guy, but, you know, um, how knowledgeable. And those decisions will literally save you thousands of dollars. And also, you can get into some trouble with um, just, you know, different contractual, you know, obligations. And, you know, there's a lot to navigate that people don't actually, they just think, oh, you're going to show a home, and then that's the end of it. <laughs> like, no, yeah. that's not the end of it. <laughs> Back with more from Las Vegas realtor Gady Medrano in a moment. If you're like me, you love music in Las Vegas. I I really enjoy it, okay? I mean, and it's not just Sinatra, although that's great, and Elvis singing about Las Vegas, and Dean Martin and all the Rat Pack guys. But there's also people like Liberace to today, Elton John, Panic at the Disco, all singing about Las Vegas and bringing the place to life. Well, that soundtrack is part of a thing called Brilliant that's at the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. First of all, if you've never been to the Neon Museum, you got to go. And if you have been there, you know how good it is. But you want to see this new show. It's called Brilliant. It's on its sunset every Wednesday through Monday, every week. It takes about 30 minutes. You want to buy your tickets in advance because people are just breaking down the doors to see this. It's $23, and you can get them at neonmuseum.org. The Neon Museum, well worth a visit. It's located just north of downtown Las Vegas. We are talking to realtor and former flipping Vegas real estate expert, Gady Medrano. No, so um, take but- us through the process, <laughs> Gady. What If I'm going to go out and I'm, I'm telling you I'm going to look somewhere, for, maybe someplace you couldn't help me, what would you tell me to look for in a realtor? Okay, um, so, and that's kind of where I'm gearing the book. I, I want It's not just Vegas specific, so um, I work and I relocate people from all over the country. So to me, it, it's, it's, this is universal kind of information. I have, a, if you're looking for a buyer or a seller, for one, if you're looking to sell, I would talk to more than one realtor. Don't just kind of go with the first person, even though they seem charming and they're fantastic. Um, or even if you're looking to sell the home yourself, which I don't agree with, but you should still talk to a realtor. It's free. You can consult with them and you can get a, a lot of good sound information. So to me, getting information is always key. Also, when you're selling, um, you you know, you get an idea of different people opinion regarding your house and then the price. But what you mentioned was to buy. Okay. So if you're looking to buy, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. That's a little different. So, um, first financing, first qualifying. So first work that part out too. And if you have your own lender 
and, and just make sure they're not trying to max you out and make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with and who, if they refer you to a lender, that will speak a lot about them. So, you know, this is kind of a package deal sometimes. Yeah. I like it when realtors present multiple options. You know, I don't like when people are forcing an option to you or in any way um, trying to gear you to do something or trying to speed you up. You know, that you, you take the time that you need. You know, this is a purchase. You, it, it will require the time that it requires. But one thing that I always tell, and this is universal um, with all realtors, is their response time in getting back to you. Um, this is something to always look at. You know, if they take over 24 to 48 hours to get back to you, that's probably not someone you want to work with because that's how they're going to get back to you. That's how they work across the board with other people or if they're too busy or maybe they're not too busy. If they're just not very responsive, I would recommend not working with that individual. Um, I would also check reviews and, you know, and just kind of look up and talk to them about their past sales. Uh, make sure that they know the area. And, you know, what have they bought and sold it within the area? So checking out their knowledge, their experience, and also their responsiveness, that, has, that does a lot in terms of letting you know about their work ethic. So, you know, things like that. Well, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense because real estate, even though it's a huge purchase, there are times in the whole process thing where it could be a matter of getting a bid in at a certain time. Uh, mm-hmm. I want my realtor to be on that phone all the time, and I'm sorry if they're on vacation and so forth. Hey, if you've got a deal going on there, I need to get a hold of you. So I think I can see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, especially in today's market. You're having multiple offers. Like, every hour matters. And also, when it comes time for inspections, every day is going to matter. You have seven days to decide if you still want to keep the house. If someone is kind of slacking and goes to the eight days, you lose your deposit. You know, like, there are things like that that happen. And then also, in general, it's just been my experience working on this side of it that the realtors that are the most responsive are the ones that are really just on point, the ones that know the market, the ones that read, like the monthlies, the weeklies, that know the area, you know, just fully, fully knowledgeable that can answer just about any question. And they're the ones that live and breathe this stuff. The ones that don't, it, it'll show, you know, like yeah. they, they, have, they have other interests, they're doing other stuff, but you want someone that lives and breathes real estate and that has done it for many years. Now, that's not to say you can't work with someone that's inexperienced, um, but there are, also, there are also teams in place. So you could work with someone, but they also have a team and they have, you know, a big support system. But, you know, all the questions to ask them. But I would really just, number one, someone that lives and breathes this stuff. And it's shown, the evidence of that will be shown by their sales, by their responsiveness, you know, and by their knowledge of the area. Let's specifically talk about Las Vegas now. You know, people watch, I know like on HTTV, they were doing that type of show too. And it seemed like all the homes that they were dealing with were these ultra modern, uh, kind of glitzy, blingy, and that's fine. But you know the market. Las Vegas has very traditional places, especially you get out in the suburbs, right? It's not mm-hmm. like you have to have a glitzy look or anything. I, I would and there's all sorts of uh, neighborhoods, like any other big city, good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods, and so forth. What are some of the things you're seeing in terms of the the market as it develops? Well, what what I and depending on the neighborhood, but as a whole. One, Las Vegas is a very young city. <laughs> you know, you compare it to, say, California and a lot of other cities, you have all these 100-year-old homes that require all this work and have, you know, all these different set of problems. So we're really fortunate in that, to us, just the older neighborhoods are like in the 70s, 60s. You know, right. for the most part, you have, you know, things built, you know, 1980s, 90s, 2000s. Um, so those are all going to be the type of homes that you see now that are more like, you know, the stucco kind of finished. They look a little similar, but you have a lot of the neighborhoods. I actually really like the modern homes, so I like that they have pockets of that, you know, if that's kind of 
your vibe. You know, you like you like that look. Uh, I, I I love that. Um, but generally, what we're looking at is is you know the stucco finish. We're looking at a lot of new development. We're so short on inventory, Steve. Like, let me tell you, this is a headache for every realtor in the city. I mean, we are so short on inventory. We're doing. We have multiple offers on most homes under four hundred thousand. I mean, it's wow. serious. So um, home builders are really getting to work on just creating more inventory. So that's exciting to see. We're also getting a lot of commercial um, plazas and a lot more developments. So to me, the city is built great, though. I mean, when I came here from San Francisco, I was um, mostly raised in San Jose, but I moved to San Francisco before I I came to Las Vegas. Um, Like, that's a difficult city to navigate. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know? Oh, man. Like, I went went the wrong way on a one-way so many times. (laughs) It was terrible. Like, oh. But here, it's like, it was so, so to me, it was just kind of a breath of fresh air in the sense of, like, okay, I got lost, but not really. I just find the stratosphere and go that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You're you're pretty much fine. (laughs) So it's really, to me... But how, how it was developed in terms of the commercial development as a ratio to the residential. In other words, wherever you're at within like a 10-minute radius or, you know, a five-mile radius, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you can find, you know, like a grocery store. <laughs> you can find, like, it's just such a simple city to live in. So they're going to continue that. Um, for every, you know, X amount of houses, they're putting up grocery stores and they're putting everything. So it'll always be big, but it'll always remain convenient. So... To me, you know, I really fell in love with the city when I moved here. It was really just the best decision of my life. I, I absolutely love it. Well, and having so. grown up in California myself, I've got to think that the planning commissions and so forth in Nevada are just completely different. You know, I mean, it's so difficult to get anything done in, in parts of California. You go to Nevada mm-hmm. and they like to say yes, which is really <laughs> which is really good for a builder. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I think they did a good job with it. Um, I think a lot of the houses, I get the big complaint I get, is that, you know, a lot of the houses do uh, sometimes look the same. So I like that they are doing the new modern pockets. But also if you like the more, like it, like I said, the 70s houses, the ones with the big yards or the ones that have the more cottage look, like we have plenty of that too. We have plenty of ranch-style houses. We have high-rises. We have, you know, absolutely everything. So I think it's just a matter of what you like, and um, there's definitely a house for everyone, you know, and I think we have that. So that's something that's really exciting to me. You know, someone that loves houses and architecture and everything, um, you know, that we have that so available. So we tried to show that on Flipping Vegas. You know, we wanted to show that there's a life outside of the Strip, even though I'm really proud of the Strip. Hey, I love that we have the best restaurants, five-star chefs, the world's greatest entertainment, all of that. That makes me really proud, but um, it's not just about that. We have, you know, families and hospitals and doctors and life's you know, normal life, you know, a big city outside of that just happens to be our downtown, you know? No, absolutely. You know, um, people listen to the show and they're from out of the area where our show isn't in Las Vegas, it's everywhere else. When they come to Vegas, one of the things they say is, boy, especially if I'm going to retire, what a great place to retire. Not Mm -hmm. only is it affordable, but I got everything, like you say, restaurants, entertainment. I mean, you don't run out of things to do, right? <laughs> no, and then I just went um, this last weekend in Mount Charleston, and I'm like, man, we have freaking snow <laughs> like 25 <laughs> minutes away. Like, how cool is that? So, you know, stuff like that, um, you know, I always tell people, and I went um, to a wedding uh, some time ago, and this story I tell everybody, because I find it hilarious, but it's true. So I went to a wedding a few years back in uh, Nebraska, and one of the, and he was a sweet person, but, you know, we were just kind of chit-chatting. Yeah. And um, 
He was like, so, you're from Las Vegas, huh? And I was like, yeah. He's like, so, do you live in a casino? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, are you crazy? Uh, that's like very like, hey, you're from Canada? Do you live in an igloo? Like, no. I freaking live in a house like with my dog. <laughs> like, like, life is normal. But um, so to me, it, it's just funny. So that's why I loved the show, that it showed that we're just a real city. And we're a really big city. People think that the Strip and then that's it. The airport and the Strip, that's so not true. You know, a lot Absolutely. of people don't even go to the strip, you know, though some people just stay there. Hey, whatever, whatever you like. Well, <laughs> so. I think it's a great it's a great place and there's so much to it. And one last thing, as a real estate business, and you worked with your dad and so forth. You, you talk about going like to Home Depot and that kind of thing. But one thing has definitely changed and you do a good job of it. And that's social marketing is important in the business now, right? I mean, it's not like the old days where mm-hmm. you just put an ad in the in the main paper, you put it in the review journal, and that would be it. There's a lot more to it now, right? And you really have to do that. I mean, we live on our phones. Whoever and I and I understand the argument of people like, no, I don't want to live on my phone and et cetera. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is the world we live in. You live on your phone. Like all the apps are there. We live on social media. Uh, just it's such a huge part of our population about of, it's just the direction it's going so being ahead of that for any business not just real estate being ahead of that is really going to pay off in dividends I mean that's just you got to do it and you know putting out the best content and information I mean that like I said my YouTube video um, got, helped get me the show get me on this platform you know Absolutely. and um, so I just kind of I kept it going and um, because of the, you know obviously because of the show like you know my platform social media grew a lot you know on Instagram on, on YouTube on Facebook and everywhere Twitter and um, so you know I just kind of doubled down on it <laughs> to be all Vegas but I doubled down on it and I just kind of kept it going well, Gady, let's um, tell people, you know, I mean, they're listening to this. They're thinking about moving out here. They need a good realtor. How do we get a hold of you, and how can we follow you online? Okay, I, I auto-populate on search engines because my name is so unique. So this will be very easy. G-A-D-Y, Gady, And uh, you could just put Gady Real Estate as my website, GadyRealEstate.com. Um, on YouTube, Instagram, it's all going to be the same, Gady, G-A-D-Y. On Instagram, it's Gady Medrano, but just Gady Medrano, or you can just punch in Gady Flipping Vegas. I promise you'll find me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and those Flipping Vegases are fun, and they're a good good way to get uh, to know you and to get to know the city. Gady, thanks so much for being with us. We can't wait to have you on again. When that book comes out, let us know. We'll do another one of these. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll let you know. So thanks a lot. You have a great day, okay? You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.